All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a chaos of the heart of the universe. Because we gaze at the stars, or do we gaze at them because we are human? When the stars are right, they could plunge from the world to rise through the sky. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you're playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today, we will be playing session three of The Castle of Greed, a scenario written by Fedra Floru, aka me, and published by Stars Are Right. This scenario is available to buy and run for your own group. Just check our website or buy it directly on DriveThruRPG, link below. Now, who are you all playing and how are you today, Brayden? Hey, Brayden. Brayden? Brayden? And <laughs> I am playing Wendy, and I hope we can all muster the strength to get through this final episode. Noxicals. I am playing Dr. Vina McDonald and I am slowly covering my arm in breadcrumbs. Lydia. I am playing the Reverend Culver and I am very earnest. <laughs> Seb. I'm playing Christina Hardy and I sure hope we haven't bitten off more than we can chew with this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Fedra, your keeper for the day. And I want you all to know that no matter what happens this session, I really do mean you know arm. Oh my hey. god. Hey! <laughs> 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 Good <Lydia>. one. <laughs> All right, okay. All right. Lydia, tell us what happened last time. Foreboding grips the investigators as they pile out of the car, ready to start their exploration. A sinister mist hovers over the ground at the lakeside, and there is a howl in the distance followed by an eerie silence. As they approach the water's edge, a number of hungry creatures loom out of the shadows, advancing slowly on the party. The intrepid investigators try to distract the creatures by throwing leftover meatloaf sandwiches and running the other way, but in a shocking insult to Mrs. Madsen's cook, the sandwiches look far less juicy than Christina. The creatures pounce, and she falls beneath the onslaught of the ravenous dogs, they sink their teeth into her shoulder, and for a moment all seems lost, but the animals freeze as a new figure appears out of the darkness. It is the figure seen by Mrs. Madsen, a shrouded being surrounded by tentacles of darkness. It has no eyes, but the group feels it staring nonetheless. It smiles, a flaming and massive grin, a grin so blood-curdling that limbs grow cold and numb. Before the investigators can run in terror, darkness claims them, and they enter a void. They see the nightmarish vision Mrs. Madsen described. Sam, 
in the restaurant, frying and devouring his own arm. The darkness reshapes and each investigator is tormented with their own hallucination. Wendy sees her mother walking home alone and can only watch helplessly as she is set upon and attacked by a group of men who leave her bleeding on the ground. Vina witnesses her son hiking on a lonely hillside. She sees him falling and breaking both his legs, crying out for her as he dies slowly and painfully of exposure. The Reverend sees his congregation suddenly begin coughing blood as disease sweeps over them. They die in front of him. He can do nothing to save them. Christina sees a house fire about to envelop her loved ones. Used to communing with spirits, she realises the being is a harbinger of doom. The terrible events are both a prophecy and a threat, a warning of future events that may still be averted, but only if they leave now. The visions end, and the party awakes in terror. Horrified at what they have seen, but determined to rescue Sam Madsen from his gruesome fate, they speed through the gathering evening towards the Burger Castle. And you're on your way to the Burger Castle. Wendy's driving, Christina's bleeding out, Reverend's mad, and Dr. McDonald is trying her best. Shall we start with a final group luck? No. Oh, God. <laughs> Denied. <laughs> okay. Ah. 89. Okay. Wow. Well, bad for you. Mm hmm. Uh, would you like to do anything else uh, in the car before you arrive? Cry. You can, you're already doing that. So, so. Cry great. some more. <laughs> I hate when we roll luck and we fail and we don't get the result immediately. <laughs> there is a distinct sense of foreboding, isn't there? Just so much anxiety in this car right now. <laughs> There's also an increasing amount of blood. Although, I, yeah. actually, I guess the amount of blood is staying the same. It's just moving around. <laughs> it's more visible than it was before. <laughs> yeah. If there's yeah. nothing that Dr. McDonald's can do for Christina, because she apparently can't do first aid whilst moving, she might try and calm down the sort of sobbing, snottering reverend uh, with a bit of a sneaky psychoanalysis role. This is allowed. This, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it is permitted. <laughs> you can roll psychoanalysis and tell us uh, tell us what kind of things you tell him to get him out of his bout. So I think Dr. McDonald, so he... Uh, Lydia, you're just sort of blubbering and snottering everywhere, is that it in a nutshell? Uh, yeah, but also sort of laughing and there's a kind of almost triumphant as well when he's laughing because he's kind of feels almost like his purpose is renewed and that he's going to fight the devil and he's going to win. Uh, is he saying any of that out loud? Mm, probably he might say the odd bit of scripture here and there uh, about the beast being thrown into the lake of fire, going back to his um, vision from last time where he, he was uh, reading out from the book of Revelation. Sure. Okay, in which case, I think Dr. McDonald is going to go for a... Well, I don't 
I'm not trying to fix him for good. I'm just trying to <laughs> fix him for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> that will have Punch to do. So, I, so I think she will. I think she will sort of lean over in the back of the bouncing car that Wendy is driving very badly, <laughs> and put her hand on his shoulder and say, um, "Do you have your Bible with you, Reverend?" I always have my Bible with me, ma'am, and. Uh takes it out of his breast pocket and kind of clutches it to himself. Smack him with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slap him around the face really hard. How, how, how many psychoanalysis rolls do I need for that? What's the damage roll for a Bible? Do you think that's how, uh, that's how Facebook originated? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> womp, womp. <laughs> um, and she will say, could you take a moment please reverend and try and focus and read us something from the bible something that will really get us ready for what we're about to face she's trying to sort of get him to focus on something other than mm-hmm. his blubbering basically okay and he does that and he thinks for a minute and uh, I think he possibly reads a psalm None nice. of them spring to mind immediately. But, but does it uh, calm yes. you down? Let's find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 52 versus 75. Okay. Um, so, Reverend, you snap out of your bout of madness. Good, good. You you manage to gain some composure. You feel like it, uh, you know, it, 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 it was the right thing to say. It just resented you a bit. But, of course... You still feel quite fragile being temporarily insane. That means that if you lose even one more point of sanity, you automatically enter another bout. And also in the meantime, you are vulnerable to uh, hallucinations and delusions, which you can try to see through uh, with a sanity roll. But if you fail, then you enter another bout automatically. All right. So you cannot trust your senses for a little while. Fair enough. Roll me a d10 to see for how long. Okay. Three. Three years. That's three hours. (laughs) (laughs) So basically the rest of this scenario. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you make it three hours. Uh, Yeah, this is true. (laughs) I might just fry my own head. Let's find out. (laughs) It's like the new age Sylvia Plath. (laughs) Okay, so you drive to the Burger Castle. It is late at night, and as you park your car and exit outside, you realize that the door is locked. Is the burger portcullis down? Mm. (laughs) The portcullis, you mean? (laughs) <laughs> oh dear <laughs> I'm gonna leave the car running mm-hmm. and I'll bring over my set of keys aka mm-hmm. my gun oh yeah and I will I mean if there's no obvious way that we can get in without me shooting the lock yeah I mean try to break it try to lock pick it no back door I'm assuming none of you have the keys so no. shooting no. Is, is, is one option. You know damn well none of us have the keys, Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't ask for them. 
There's no lights on or anything? No sign of life at all? The lights are on. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Um, Re Reverend? Uh, yes? Do you have a, a tire iron or something in your car? You can break a window? Do I have a tire iron in my car? It's not on my character sheet, but I would you know imagine what that means. That they have them. Oh, not a luck roll. Please, not a luck roll. Why do we have to come in your car? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay. Has he got the holy tire iron? Uh, 17. He does indeed have Whoa, a holy tire yes. iron. What a great mm -hmm. roll to pass your luck on. Pretty good. <laughs> Is your tire iron a little bit more crucifix shaped than normal? It's got one yeah. longer stick. It bit. might be. <laughs> uh, can I get a strength roll to break th the door? Okay. Oh, I am a strong boy. I have 61. So let's see. No, sadly not. 80. <laughs> Would someone like to push it? Including you. Anyone can push it. Has anybody got more strength than 61? I've got 60. I've got 50. So a big old 35 over here. <laughs> okay. Give right. another smack. Go. He is going to roll up his sleeves and um, I think he'll he'll bend down and he'll just kind of... If Is it sort of sandy earth? Is it quite dry earth? Because I imagine he's a bit sweaty and clammy right now. So he's going to kind of dry off his hands by rubbing some yeah, yeah, yeah. dirt on <clears> them <throat> and, and then kind of rub it down his uh, make sure that he's got a really good grip and then he's going to mutter a prayer and he's going to swing as hard as he can at that window with the tire iron. The window? I thought you were trying to open the door. The door? Okay. <laughs> I thought no, it was no, breaking yeah, window. No, no the oh, window, you... yeah, break okay. window. Okay, cool, cool, let's window. do it, do it. Although we could have done the door, but I imagine it's the same thing either way, isn't it, really? Yeah. Okay, yep, so he's going to smash the window. Or try, anyway. No, 73 against okay. Just a failed push roll. Oh, no. It doesn't mean you haven't broken through the window. It just means you've put a lot of glass shards on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. oh, no. I like you said put as though, as though she reaches in, just it jabs helps. them in one at a time. Them again. <laughs> yeah. You hit the glass as hard as you can, but the tire iron can kind of get jumped in, like with a little hole, and then you pull it back out. And as you pull it out, you drive the glass shards on yourself. Roll me a 1d6, please, as Ooh. the window shatters on your person. That's how many faces you lose. <laughs> One. Okay. Uh, you get just a little bit scratched up. It's not as, as bad as uh, oh, Christina is doing still. Could have been worse. And the window is um, broken. So you can climb through it. However, it's not, like, not dangerous. Good job, Reverend. And as he turns around, I'll scream at the side of his bloody face. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's just a flesh wound. Can 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 you take these uh, shards of glass out of my face? I I Somebody? can I, I can have a look. 
Let's see if I can do any better with this one. <laughs> Can't wait for you to permanently disfigure him. Yeah, <laughs> does, him does anybody have better him. first aid than 58? I'm just assuming that's quite good. Uh, I don't have any. No. Yeah. Nah, that's you. Yeah, I got nothing. Okay. That's 55, so I have passed, but only just. <laughs> okay. You pull out some shards of glass and you can regain one point of health, uh, Reverend. Okay. I didn't lose any just, just then for the. You lost one. Oh, oh, I lost you, one. Yeah, you lost one. Oh, yeah, that one. was the one, yes. Okay. Yeah, you, take, you get back, so yeah. Well, hey, I pull the brilliant. glass out and I put your skin back on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it works, you. right? You got Blessed. some super glue. It works. Um. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And there's an open window. Um, from inside, you can hear uh, the sound of uh, a fryer operating. Sizzling oh. oil. <laughs> Is there any obvious like power cables leading to... outside <laughs> yeah <laughs> like is there like a great big electric pile on or something that'd be you convenient wouldn't it and it I'm really would yeah <laughs> are you jumping through the window or what yeah let's go are you doing it slowly and carefully or are you rushing in I think actually before anybody goes through the window, the Reverend would smash it a bit more with a tire iron to kind of okay. create more of like a bigger hole. Okay. And maybe put his coat down over the uh, over the base of the window. Okay. That's quite nice. Yes. I mean, having pulled the glass from his face, I think Vina will be relatively careful going through. Hmm. <laughs> Am I able to climb through in my yeah, no. severely wounded state? Uh, you might need some help. <laughs> Just don't take any damage, otherwise you die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Who wants to climb through first? No one. Who's the smallest? Maybe they should go first. They should be thrown in. <laughs> uh, I'm exactly middling. I'm size 50. 60 here. I'm 65. 55. Well, I'm going through first then. <laughs> you go. Okay. And so, so yeah, and that seems fine. I think Doctor McDonald will say, "Okay, let me um, let me see if this is safe." Thank you for the coat, Reverend. And she'll start to scramble through. Do you want any form of roll or? Honestly, I think with having taken the time to break the glass and put the cord on, I think you're you're okay. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, okay. this is taking you a certain amount of time, and yeah, uh, the sizzling is occurring. The sizzling is occurring. Okay, I'll shuffle through. As soon as you enter, you are hit with the smell of cooking meat. Sickly sweet oh. meat. Of course, you haven't looked down the kitchen yet. You're busy um, looking at the others outside. I'll shout hurry and start running towards the kitchen. Okay. You don't open the door for them, just verifying. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, never mind. It's okay. Yeah, no, I don't think I will. I think I'll run Everyone's to the Everyone's going through the window. All right. <laughs> yeah, that works. Okay. <clears throat> you all eventually make it through, and one after the other, you arrive in the kitchen, following the sizzling sound and the sickly sweet scent of meat, and you see Sam with his left arm firmly placed in the deep fryer. And before you manage to get any closer, he pulls it out and takes a big, chunky bite out of it. 
as he does that, his eyes roll back. The deep-fried, melted flesh spills out of his mouth, and he falls back onto the ground. The oil in the fryer continues its violent sizzling. You are too late to save him. Is that definitely true? Because I've got medicine. Can I run over and try and kickstart his heart or something? Yeah, after you pass his sanity roll. Oh, butts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is not going to go well, is it? Not for you. <laughs> not for me. Uh, success for Christina. Fail. That's a one loss for a success. A 1d4 nice. plus one for a failure. Four. I failed. 1d4 plus one. Ah, five. I am indefinitely <laughs> insane now, too. Oh, you are. No, you don't need gosh. to roll intelligence. Wonderful. I rolled 46 against a 49. I have only just passed. Thank you. However, goodness. that's not good enough because you lose oh. one sanity, which puts you straight back and about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have time to psychoanalyze everybody. <laughs> So that's in line. About for Wendy and about for the Reverend. Both of you can re-roll me a D4 each, please, for my customized sanity loss. Um, The pointy dice. I don't like the pointy dice at the best of times. One. Okay, that's great. I was hoping you would roll that, Lydia. Um, For the Reverend, of course. Uh, Okay. Because... There's this weird aura in this place. And as you enter this strange bout, you find yourselves empathizing with Sam quite a lot. In fact, as you rolled to Wendy, you see that sizzling deep fryer and you wonder what it would be like If you placed your arm in it, and that's not quite the same for you, Reverend. You see Sam on the ground, and you see his arm already cooked. No! (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! And suddenly you are starving. Oh! And that smells delicious. Oh no! And you wonder. It's you rolled the one again. Should have rolled a four. <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder what it would taste like. And nothing makes sense anymore. So why not? Why not? I mean, there are good mm. reasons why not. There's <laughs> <laughs> very good reasons, but not in this moment. So that's that's the way I went in the Reverend. The other two, did you lose a little bit of sanity? Just I lost one. four. You lost four. So you are also feeling a bit like, you know, you, you get this sense of hunger, mm-hmm. but you're able to control it. Yeah. And uh, can I get a spot hidden from uh, the not insane people? <laughs> from the worst <laughs> mad ones. There's not that many of them. Uh, nope, that's a fail. All right. That is also a fail for me. Okay, never mind. Uh, go on. <laughs> can, can we see that they're about to do harm to themselves? Or yeah, yeah, you can see that. Mm-hmm. There's something else you can't see. Okay. Who am I closest to? The Reverend or to Wendy? Approximate. Very approximate distances. Okay. 
I think I've got more chance of tackling Wendy than the Reverend. So I think I think I will I think Vina will say what what are you doing? Stop! And she'll sort of try and grab a hold of Wendy. Okay. Wendy's holding her gun and she's saying <laughs> Oh no. Oh shit balls. <laughs> I need to make it just like his, but this one will have a kick to it. <laughs> This will be a hot wing. She'll fire a gun into the air and oh, run shit. towards the fire. Oh, no. So I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and sort of like just bodily restrain her. I'm not good at that, but I don't know what else to do. <laughs> okay. After she's shot the gun upwards, you're gonna take that opportunity to tackle. Yeah. Okay. Um Are you trying to dodge besides intimidate Wendy? Oh, I'm not intimidating anyone. I'm trying to lure them into eating my arm once it's... Uh... <laughs> once it's ready. Share it. <laughs> once it's ready. <laughs> Give it a little review, maybe. Sharing oh, is caring. Uh, would you like to uh, roll a brawl, Dr. McDonald? I mean, I wouldn't like to, but I will. She's not trying to escape you, so you can have a bonus die. Oh, okay. Oh! Then that is, thank goodness for the bonus die, that is an eight which is oh, wow. a hard success. Okay, that sounds like uh, you're getting tackled, Wendy. Roll okay. me luck to see if you drop your gun. Okie doke. In the fryer, Christ. and then we have fried oh, gun. I hope so. Did I at least get a chance to batter it before? <laughs> to what? To batter it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a whopping hot failure. Okay, so you drop your gun. And, uh, yeah, uh, Dr. McDonald, you've grabbed Wendy and are restraining her. Um, actually, can you roll me a, a d10, both, uh, Wendy and the Reverend, please? Okay. Six. Ten. <laughs> okay, enjoy. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what is Christina up to? Turning off the fryer. <laughs> Okay, so you're searching around for the plug. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm switch this thing off. Okay, roll me luck. Sure. No, it's actually a hard success. It is, you're lucky because the plug is in plain sight rather than hidden behind a fridge or something, which is nice. what I was gonna say, I do not want to crawl underneath the fryer. I feel like <laughs> yeah. that's gonna be a mistake. Yeah. We can cool it down really quickly by pouring ice into it. That always goes well with hot fat, right? Hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just throw a pan of water, yep. Okay, so you rush and unplug the fryer. Uh, of course, the oil is still hot for a little while, but oh, um, oh. it's less sizzly. Yes. And then I guess watch in horror, uh, having <laughs> already spent my action as, uh, yeah, Sam gets another customer. To <laughs> yeah. his. Reverend, tell us about uh, eating Sam. Well, I think the Reverend suddenly gets a big beatific smile on his face. <laughs> and I think it's a smile that anybody who's been to his services would recognize. It's, it's very happy and it's very much come and listen to me and let's share and let's, let's be one communion together. And he says, Sam, Sam, Sam. You're such a generous man, Sam. I knew, I knew that you'd give yourself to us and you'd feed us. This is what you do, Sam, and you're a good man. 
and then he falls to his knees almost like he's going to lead a prayer and then he just grabs Sam's arm and buries his face in it amazing love it mm, needs salt <laughs> it is deep fried so uh, not bad That's you would have cooked fried. it for a bit longer if it were you potentially yeah. it's a bit rare uh, there's ah. blood and tissue around your face as you just chomp into it. It is quite chewy. And, uh, Wendy, you're being held down by, um, Dr. McDonald. God damn it. Let go of me, please. You need to snap out of this. Now, take a deep breath. <laughs> you don't want to do yourself any harm. Look what's happened to Sam. He's dead. God, don't be such a fry baby. I mean, fry baby. <laughs> it's your struggle. Yeah, I'll try you. and hold on tight. And I mean, if there's any chance of me attempting to like talk some sense into a like psychoanalysis style whilst holding on, I will. Yeah, go for it. That's hilarious. Okay. What are you trying to say? I'm trying. I'm trying to draw her attention to the uh, the you know the fact that Sam is obviously not happy. <laughs> the fact that Sam is quite dead, and that, you know, therefore. You go for the logic route. Yeah, cooking her own arm will probably mean she'll be dead as well. She won't even get to enjoy much. That's it. You won't even get to enjoy very much of the arm. You'll be dead before you get more than a couple of bites in. Just have Sam's. Exactly. Why not eat his arm? Like the Reverend. Ah, oh, doing some good little CBT there. Yeah. Where are my manners? Please, please help yourself. Everybody, come join me. It's Take delicious. Take a moist It's delicious. Uh, that's a pass. That's a 60 versus 75. Okay. Uh, Wendy, you see reason. In fact, based on the rules of Call of Cthulhu, you snap out of your bout of madness. You realize how he makes a, she makes a point, but also you kind of don't want to eat the arm anymore. So you, oh. you snap out of it, and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I almost killed myself." You're right. Oh, oh th thank you. Um, it it just felt like the right thing to do. Some something's wrong here. Now we need to try and stop the Reverend. Although it's very clear where he stands on transubstantiation versus consubstantiation. <laughs> you calling me a Catholic? <laughs> Even mid-cannibalism, the reverend is still... Yeah, but he's still a Baptist at heart. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> it's your turn, Christina. Great. Uh, Christina will uh, scream at the Reverend. Reverend, stop! What are you doing? Uh, having dinner? This is what, what Sam wanted. This is, this is, don't you see? This is it. His, but, this whole castle, this is, he wants to feed everybody. He wants to serve everybody. But what does your Bible say about eating people? Surely there's something in there against that. Uh, I right? would have to check Leviticus, but um, I'm, I'm not <laughs> off the top of my head. I'm not, not sure. No, I'm not sure there is. <laughs> Why don't you do that? Why don't you check Leviticus? Yes, try checking Leviticus. Could you read to us from Leviticus? Well, I, I don't want to get the pages all uh, 
full of grease. I tell you, this batter is delicious. Mm, oh, those secret spices, it's wonderful. Can I attempt to talk talk the reverend down as well? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so again, trying to distract, trying to draw attention back to the Bible. Uh, that's a 69, nice, versus 75. <laughs> okay, there we go, using a lot of, making a lot of good use of the psychoanalysis. I've never uh, had a character that could do it before, it's exciting. <laughs> Reverend, you consider that maybe this is not a great thing to be doing. And even if the Bible doesn't <laughs> say it directly, you start realizing that the meat gives you a pretty horrid aftertaste. And you snap out of this like intense desire to consume, realizing that you have no idea what drove you to it in the first place. And he drops the arm and suddenly goes pale and a horrible nausea probably takes hold of him. What, what, what happened? Oh my lord, what happened? What I do, Sam? What, 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 this taste? Oh no, oh, oh my lord, oh, oh, oh my holy lord. And I think he starts vomiting in a corner somewhere. Yep, <laughs> sounds good. Uh, can I get a spot hidden from the Reverend and Wendy who are newly recovered? Sure. Success. Nice. Uh, oh, yes, eight. Okay, so actually, um, you, Wendy, are also feeling a bit queasy, so you're staring at the Reverend who's going to throw up. And Reverend, you go to try and find a corner, but instead, you find a freezer which has been moved to the side and it's revealed behind it a small metallic door. It's quite unusual. You can see the tracks from it, just kind of like the freezer being moved almost fairly frequently. And that small metallic door behind it. Of course, you still throw up next to it, but it puzzles you. <laughs> and when do you see that? Is it a door that's like person-sized or are we talking like a, a cupboard slash safe here? A person can fit through. Okay. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's another room. Maybe like cellar. A, a root cellar. Yeah, root yeah. cellar or something. Uh, uh, a walk-in, a cold, cold store. Maybe. I'll open it up. And I think he does. As those guys are doing that, I think Doctor McDonald will be checking Sam just to make sure he's definitely. <laughs> Absolutely dead. Yeah, roll me either first aid or medicine. I've got med I've got medicine higher than first aid actually. Uh, I've got sixty-five. What is Christina doing? Uh, Christina will have, I think, gotten up, having now switched off the fire. Probably would have would have been thinking along the same lines as the doctor, but recognised that she's by no means as good at it, uh, and so would sort of ask if there was anything she could do to help. Give me a moment, and I'll tell you. Um. I am two points from an extreme success. That's okay. I don't Won't help me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you realize that Sam has died of a heart attack, just as you expected. Yeah. Now, everyone else, the, uh, no, Wendy and the Reverend, you open the little door to see some stairs going down, like a ladder. Oh. oh. 
can you see down, Reverend? Is it dark in there? Uh, there's a soft illumination, but you can't see very much. I can't. I don't know. I think. I think we should. I think we should look. Is there anyone down there? Hello? Anyone? No answer. Should Should we go? Uh, I'll shout out to the other two. There, there's some kind of weird trap door down here. Uh, I think Sam might have been looking around. I think it's a cellar. What are we trying to achieve? He's already dead. Yeah. But whatever it was that made him do what he did, it ain't gone. We're not finished here. Well, how do we stop it making us do it as well? I barely was able to stop Wendy from frying her arm. I don't know. We gotta try. I think it's too late now. Yeah. There's, no- there's nothing else it could do to us. This this will ruin me forever. Um, I'm not sure I agree with that. <laughs> I think there is things it could do. Wendy, the Reverend, having looked down, you definitely feel intensely drawn to that room, whatever is down there. Well, I'm going, even if you're not. I'm coming with you. Thank you. Yes. Let's go. Uh, as I think your first aid takes like a couple of minutes. Um, as your medicine exploration. Yeah, it's a, it's a proper check. Like you know, yeah. even the faintest sense of a pulse, maybe a little bit of tentative. Yeah. Uh, chest compressions. So you both climb down the stairs and find yourselves in a small room underground. The air smells oddly metallic and damp, and the walls are made of stone like a dungeon. There are a few torches illuminating an altar in the middle of the underground space, and the book stand next to it. The rest of the room is bare. On the altar, you see a bowl in the shape of half an anatomical heart laid on its side. In its ventricle pools a dark red liquid, the source of the scent. In the book stand, an old-looking tome is chained open, as if it's been read recently. Can I get a sanity roll for this unusual and threatening space? Yes, but it's going to plunge us both into madness again if we both fail it, right? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. 99. Uh, yeah, I failed horribly as well. <laughs> oh dear. Welcome to Fumble Town, Reverend. Okay. Does my bout continue from last time, or do I get a new different kind of bout? I'll say you both feel compelled to understand and complete whatever is happening here. So perhaps very driven to read that tome, or perhaps contribute to the blood. This room, it's... It's frightening. Uh, It's frightening. And it's glorious. Yeah. And he goes over to the book and starts reading aloud whatever is on that page in his best declaiming, preaching voice. 
big charismatic voice, big charismatic man, and he starts reciting it. You take some time reciting the book. It reveals that there's a ritual that is supposed to take place here at night in order to keep the heart-shaped bowl in the middle of the altar full enough. The offering needs to be made with fresh blood from the vein while repeating a mantra. The offering doesn't need to be completed every night, but only if the magical blood level falls below a certain amount. Blood that is not fresh, blood that is delivered without the appropriate chanting, blood that is not willingly offered or at the wrong time, or somehow otherwise unsuitable, doesn't satisfy the needs of this ritual. The book warns, in an emphatic way, that letting the blood offering fall below a certain amount first weakens and then removes the seal placed on a ferocious and bloodthirsty creature that will be unleashed to quench its thirst. This creature cannot be killed, just contained, by completing the ritual as instructed, as often as needed, and at the correct time. Now, of course, you reading this takes takes some time. And you upstairs have finished with uh, realizing that it is a heart attack and there's nothing you can do and wondering where the other two are. Um, do we follow them? I think we got to. Is there anything um, around us we could use as a weapon, like a big knife or something? I mean, it is a kitchen, so that's I feel yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll like grab a big find knife. Kitchen implements. Yeah. Can I see where? Um, can I see where Wendy's gun went? On the ground, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'll grab that. I don't really have the strength to swing a uh, like melee weapon at the moment, but um, pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. For your medical check, it was quite thorough. So I'll also give you that there's a big slash on his wrist. Ah. Fresh. And also some older ones, if you removed his shirt. Do I know enough to be able to see that it was probably self-inflicted? Yeah, I mean, it seems likely. Could be self-harm. But they they look deep enough to properly bleed, right? Yeah. Okay. Hmm, okay. You're quite hurt, so um, I suggest that you follow behind. Keep that gun handy. Do you know how to shoot it? Point and squeeze, I guess. Well, that's as good as I know how to shoot it, so try not to point it at me. <laughs> and so I will start climbing down. Do my best. Uh, yeah, I'll follow. Okay. So, two of you have just finished reading the book as um, the others have started climbing down. What would you like to do? Well... Reverend, do you think this is is true? Oh, yes. One side of the bowl is sharper, and there's some blood dripping on it, as if people have been using it as part of the offering. Yes, I see now. I see the truth. Is this a lordly temple to keep the devil at bay? Yes, I see what we have to do here. You see it too, don't you, my sister? Yes. 
We'll do this together. Take my hand. And he does. And then I think he takes both their kind of hands and puts them over the bowl and starts sawing his own wrist back and forth on the sharp edge of the bowl. And that is what you see as soon as you climb down to this room. You smell the blood, you see the walls, you see the torches and the altar with the book and the bowl with the blood and you see the reverend in the process of cutting his wrists to fill the bowl. Will you two stop it with the damn crazy? <laughs> what, what she said. Uh, would you like to roll me sanity anyway, though? <laughs> nah, I don't fancy that, thanks. Uh, sure. uh, I pass. Okay. I also pass. Okay, you're okay. I think you also, as he's doing this, you hear him start to sing, Give me that old-time religion, that old-time religion. <laughs> you, also, you also have a certain chant to be chanting. Don't forget. Oh, maybe not then. Okay, he's <laughs> chanting that. But he's chanting, chanting it in the tune of Give Me That Old Time Religion. Yes. I guess that's technically legal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, as soon as I hear the chanting start, I'm going to fire the gun into the air and shout again. Into okay. the low ceiling of the room, right? We're all going to be deaf. <laughs> I'm, I, I never, I never claim to be smart. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> so it hits the ceiling, and it bounces off, right? Sure. What? Depends what the depends what the ceiling is made of. Pure steel. If the ceiling is if the ceiling is hard stone, there's a chance of a ricochet. Yeah, so, it's like a stone wall. It's not like drywall, in which case it would just go through. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a, it's more of a, a dungeon situation. I mean, we're underground. Like, do they they put stones on the ceiling of this underground? I'm very confused. Anyway, yes, sure, fine. I'm guessing it was a root cellar or something. So, yeah, yeah they'd make it sense. cold and dark, wouldn't they? Are you sure you want to do this? Would you like to roll an intelligence before you do it, or are you committed? Um, I feel like the character would would potentially be smart enough to not do this, so I'll make an intelligence roll. <laughs> See if Christina's smarter than Seb. Yeah, Christina's a lot smarter than Seb. That's a hard success. <laughs> you, you consider it, and you're like, you know what? <laughs> Probably best not to. I assumed it would be like wood and earth. I, I wasn't expecting solid stone. Yep, fine. Okay. Um, we'll we'll raise the gun into the air. <laughs> okay. So, I was just going to say, does it look like the the cellar predates the building? Hmm. Potentially. Uh, roll okay. an architecture roll. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all have. If ever we needed Daisy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. She's she's off uh, romancing the sheriff, though. She is. That's it. I don't even know what to do. God damn it! Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. I mean, I'm just going to join in with Christina's. Stop! Just just stop for a minute. Explain what you're doing to us, please. This place holds the devil. We must keep it at bay. Right, Reverend. 
Yes, we see the truth. Come join us. You think that hurting yourself is going to keep the devil at bay? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Read the book. Read the book and you will understand. Hear the word. You are losing hit points in blood, Reverend. You can remove one for now, but you get the instinctive sense that more blood is needed. Uh, mine as well. Am I? Are you also joining in? Are we in? doing it at the same time? Yeah, at the same time. Okay. Uh, you can also lose one, but you also get the sense that more blood is needed. In fact, as you are joining in this ritual, you can feel the starvation and the thirst of this terrifying creature and how it has been getting not enough blood for a little while now. And you can feel the quenching of his thirst the more you, your blood you pour in. It, Mr. Madsen had wounds. It looked like he was cutting himself up as well, and he still did what he did. Are you sure this is going to help, rather than just end up with you doing the same thing? Mr. Madsen, he served the people. He was a pillar of the community. He was a true, true leader of this community. Yes. And now he's dead. Gave his life, saving the world. He gave his life. And he nourished us all, in life and in death. I don't think we should be following the, the example of any man who eats his own arm. <laughs> Can we just think about what we're doing here? Don't knock it till you fry, fry it. I mean, try it. <laughs> buddy, buddy, what are you doing? <laughs> We're gonna need your help. Read the book and come join us. As you're talking, please lose one hit point each again. Jeez. Oh, oh god. I'll limp think, forward and start reading the book, I guess. Yeah, I think Vina will have a look at the book, like just looking helplessly back at the two people bleeding themselves out into a creepy ritual bowl. <laughs> uh, you read the book. You get all the same information it's used to keep at bay a terrifying creature and you learn this and then uh, I'd like a sanity roll, please. Yay. That's a pass. Okay, that's a one. Okay. Is there anything to suggest that, that the creature getting loose would cause the hunger? Do you know what I mean? Like, do I get the sense that Madsen did what he did because he wasn't putting enough blood in the bowl. That is the reasonable thing to assume based on what you know. Even even if you succeed at this, how long can you keep it up? We can't we can't just keep coming down here and bleeding into a bowl. There will be others who hear the call. I don't think this will go down very well at one of your sermons, Reverend. I don't think I'm going back to my church. I think this is my church now. Oh, God. Uh, Christina will say, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think we might be the perfect people to keep a thing like this going. We got yes. someone with a spiritual connection, someone with mm -hmm. medical experience who can look after people, someone who's clearly good at uh, keeping a community going and 
teaching them things that may or may not be true. And uh, we got someone who's good at organizing things. And uh, well, maybe we can make it work. Yes. Yes, exactly that. This is what we got to do. This is this is what we're being called to do. This, this is madness. I. You lose one more hit point each. Reverend starting to look pale now, I think. You start feeling quite woozy. But uh, at the same time, you get this overwhelming sense of relief. You've given enough. In that moment, once again, everything goes eerily silent. You feel a cold wind rush past you. And you hear this quiet howl increasing in intensity. And then you see a brief flash of this otherworldly hound from hell with red eyes, its mouth full and dripping with blood, towering over you in this little room. It licks its lips and then it disappears again into that bowl in that split second. The people who are not insane are welcome to roll me another sanity roll. I'd love to. That's a pass. That's a nine versus 59. Well done. Uh, crit success for me, it's a one. Well done. And you know that you have kept the hound at bay for one more night. What would you like to do? Let me take a look at those wrists, for goodness sake. All right. We did it. I'll try and first aid their, their bleeding wrists. It's enough for now, but tomorrow... Gonna have to use the other wrist. Take, taking a look at the bowl, Fedra. Yeah. I mean, I've got good medicine. Mm -hmm. It's gonna require more blood than four. Is it gonna require more blood than four people can reasonably provide? It's done for today. So you think that it's reached its happy level. You reckon if it's done regularly enough, then. Might even need the blood of one or two people regularly enough. Well, guess we're a cult now. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Would you like to roll your first aids? <laughs> yeah, either, you, either you die an investigator or you live long enough to see yourself become a cultist. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it goes. First first aid, uh, I guess on the Reverend, because the Reverend was sawing most uh, enthusiastically. <laughs> Um, that is a an extreme success. Well done, you wow. can regain a hit point. And the Wendy first aid, that is just a pass by a single point. Another hit point. How good, thank you. Say we do this, we stay here and stop this thing, will it stop, will it stop whatever it was at the lake, or was whatever it was at the lake trying to send us here? I, that thing we saw. I believe it's the same thing, same being. Maybe Sam tried his best, but maybe you needed a whole community to do this. Maybe you needed all of us. Four pillars. The yeah. Four of us. I think this is my church now. I live in New York. <laughs> do you leave the underground chamber? I assume eventually. <laughs> you, you live no, there we, live, we live there now. We, 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 we eat the burgers until they run out. We've got enough hamburgers upstairs. Yeah, we're fine. 
uh, upstairs. I'm assuming you you talk about all these things, and eventually you climb up the ladder. Your legs at the room, and you close the metal door, push the freezer back in front of it, and then forget everything you've seen or done within that room and have little desire to investigate it. As far as you're concerned, you have seen Sam Matson die. You looked around and that's it. Even though it's quite a bit later. Huh. I think, um, I think the sight of what I saw might have made me, um, lose track of time briefly. I must have cut my wrist on the window. Yeah, me too. It was very sharp. That must, yeah. I, 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 I must have lost a lot of blood. I, I feel kind of dizzy. S- sit down. I'll see if I can yes, find a sugary drink you. for you both. Oh, thank you. A Coca-Cola be, be amazing right now. Thank you. And a slider. <laughs> would you, you like have diet coke would you like to do a little epilogue of what each of you do the rest of the evening day how much do, how much do we forget it's like 3 a.m or something you've forgotten everything from hearing or seeing or finding about that underground Space. Okay, so we still remember the, the visions by the lake and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. We failed. D- should we call the police and get them to come and get Sam? I, I don't know that we have any other choice. Yeah. I mean, we can say we got here and found this. What should we tell Miss Madsen, though? <laughs> we don't want to damage his memory. She, um, she knew it was going to happen. I think we might have to tell her the truth. I think it might be the safest thing to do for her. But it would damage Sam's memory in this town. So much. We don't have to tell. What, are you suggesting we cover it up? That we hide him, or...? I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling well at all, but... Lying. Lying is a sin, but maybe... Maybe it would be a smaller sin if we just said maybe he had a heart attack, fell because he had an accident and he fell Well, into the fryer. If you don't want to lie, Reverend, you can just say he had a heart attack. That's true. And he was a big man. There are those bite marks in his arm, though. I got bite marks on me, too. Well, yes, but we're not going to parade that around town. <laughs> uh, there's there's wild animals out there. Maybe they could have followed us in. The dogs. Sure. I got bite marks on me. Speaking of which, if you're going to call the police, do you mind calling an ambulance, too? I'm uh, <laughs> feeling a little woozy. I'm the only person with all my blood still in me. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking particularly juicy. <laughs> Assuming you eventually go tell Anna, she crumbles. She's miserable. But the first one of the first things she does is go 
to the original owners Sam bought the restaurant from and just return it <laughs> as fast as she can. She does not want to see you or hear about this place ever again. She is grateful to you depending on how you handle it and she does manage to use Sam's money to get the police to withhold from the newspapers and everything what actually happened. They somehow managed to spin it into a wild animal attack involving all of you, like a some kind of dog broke into the restaurant somehow. Very confusing. Mm. Later that next night, or the night after, perhaps, you find yourselves almost compulsively wandering, driving, or trying to make your way to that restaurant. This happened several times. You don't always make it all the way there, but you find yourselves being drawn to it late at night for a while until eventually its hold on you is lessened and weakened. But you don't hear anything about that place again. Perhaps if you're curious enough, you spend the next night at the house and you look into Sam's affairs a bit more or you don't if you do you might find an interesting will left to him by his father hmm that seems to imply that his blood is different to other people hmm I can read it to you if you feel like you would have done that yeah I think we'd probably want to know more. I, I don't think we'd just leave it the way it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, if nothing else, Vina's got nowhere else to stay. She's, <laughs> she's come in from New York. Mm -hmm. yeah. You find the will that says, Dear Sam, now that I'm gone, it is finally time that you learn the truth. You always wondered how fortune always seemed to smile on me and not on you. It was more than just my superior business acumen. It was my time. And now that I'm gone, it's yours. You see, success is in our blood, son. It has been for generations. All you have to do is sign your name in the ledger you'll receive alongside this letter. This is important. In order for this to work, you have to sign it in blood, your blood. Then it will be sealed. Your businesses will flourish beyond compare. Everything you touch will turn into gold, metaphorically speaking. There is a small price to this, of course. You will want it. You will want to gain and grow more than you could ever imagine. But I think you already do. So what's the harm? I tell you, my son, it will be worth it. After all this time, I will be proud of you. Yours, even in death, your father, Gregory Madsen. Greg. <laughs> Greg, Greg, Greg. And this is where we're going to end tonight's episode. And this brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Noxicals, Lydia, Seb, and of course, our amazing co-editors, Jason and Hal. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. 
If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check out this scenario book on our website and DriveThruRPG. Maybe send it some love with a review. Your listens, comments and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want to wait to support us further, please consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right, where you get access to episodes a week early. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our cult elder and avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind the scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaright.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now, farewell dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, I'd like to urge our lovely fans to leave us a review and let us know what you think. Reviews help us reach more people and give us that extra boost of enthusiasm to keep doing what we love. You can find all the places you can review us at starsaright.com forward slash reviews. Thank you.